Welcome everybody to Beyond the Shadows. I'm author and ghost historian Mike Ricksecker. I have a fantastic show tonight. Past lives, reincarnation. Of course, we just did the dream visitation video out on the Haunted Road Media YouTube channel. We'll be wrapping that up into it as well. In fact, we're probably going to kick off with that topic. Great to see everybody down in the chat. We just had a fantastic show on Edge of the Rabbit Hole with Robert Lindsay Mill, a uh, psychic and intuitive counselor known worldwide for decades and decades. A real treat to have him on the show and great to see many of you still down there in the chat room right now. Thank you to Quarantine Ghost for haunting the chat, handling all of that. So, well, before we kick off here, I do want to mention that this episode of Beyond the Shadows is brought to you by Haunted Road Roast. It helps you have ghosts. There we go. That's our coffee. You can find that out at hauntedroadmedia.com. Also, I do want to make mention uh, real quick that uh, we do have some openings up for the Ireland trip, Ancient uh, Mysteries of Ireland with, well, yours truly, Mike Ricksecker. So uh, you can find more information about that. And we were hitting like you know, eight castles in nine days, a uh, haunted prison that's like the Alcatraz of Ireland, stone circles, like the works. It's going to be a fantastic trip next July 1st through 9th. You can uh, check out more information about that out at hauntedjourneys.com or uh, mysteriousadventuretours.com. You can also find the link through my website, uh, mikerickstecker.com as well. So, um, and Quarantine Ghosts, yep. Um, they are putting the link down there in the chat. Appreciate that for the uh, Hunter Road Roast. Appreciate that. Uh, he, she, uh, whatever, likes to do that. <laughs> it's a ghost. All right, so let's get into the show here, past lives, reincarnation, and uh, all things, I guess, of the afterlife, right? So I did mention the dream visitation. I do want to uh, start with that uh, first because we just had, if you haven't watched yet, out on the uh, Hunter Road Media YouTube channel, we have the dream visitation video that's out there, uh, kind of a more relaxed video where I'm just kind of sitting in front of you know, the shelving unit, has all kinds of knickknacks and stuff on it, and just kind of describing to... Uh, to you, my experience with dream visitation and also some ideas of how you can tell the difference between whether a dream visitation from a past loved one is real or if it's just a lucid dream. I'm not going to get into all the like nuts and bolts and how to tell and, and all of that stuff, um, but I do want to talk because it ties into reincarnation and what happens when we pass on uh, because there are times our loved ones come back. Of course, we you know, see ghosts and spirits around, you know, walking here. But um, I also believe that my grandparents, because th that's who I had the dream visitation from, had passed on. I I've told the story a number of times here before where my grandfather passed away before my grandmother. And it seemed like he was waiting around in spirit for her to pass. And he would visit uh, a number of us over the, uh, what was it, about four years? Yeah. And... You know, he would, you could tell when he was around, you know, you could feel his aura, you could feel his presence, and you know, I'd walk into a room, like, oh, you know, grandpa's visiting. So he was around waiting for my grandmother, and then when she passed, they went off together to wherever that is, the, I call it the home world, for lack of a better term, um, and really didn't see hide nor hair from either of them until a dream visitation. And I think what happened is they made an ex 
a special occasion to come down from the quote unquote home world. So they weren't my my grandfather was, you know, a spirit walking or traveling around the earth for a while until my grandmother passed. But they were no longer that. They're no longer, I guess, kind of quote unquote ghosts. Um, they had already passed into that home world, but they had made a special trip back apparently uh, to visit me in this dream because I was going through a very, very rough point of my life at that at that time. And um, I was in the middle of going through my my divorce. There were all kinds of crazy things going on with, with the house at that time. I'm um, not going to get into all those details, uh, but I was extremely stressed out about everything that was going on. Well, in this dream, I was in that house. Um, I hadn't been in there for, for a couple of years, but there I was in the house in the dream. And you know, things are getting cleaned out. Things are getting moved out. Um, wiping down the counter that was between the kitchen and the bar. And in that video, I actually show a, a clip from an old Paranormal Vines video of me at that bar area. Um, you know, usually you'd put like stools or what, whatnot right there. That's between the kitchen and the living room. In any case, I'm wiping down that bar. And all of a sudden I see in the kitchen, my grandparents. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, there's, there's grandma and grandpa. So I end up going around to them, hugging them and um, asking, oh my gosh, how are you guys doing? You doing all right? You know, that type of stuff. I'm asking all these things about them. And they're like, no, don't, don't worry about us. We're, we're fine. We're fine. You need to know that you're going to be okay. Um, and, and that was really the point of, of their visit was to come and reassure me that everything was going to be okay. Um, so that was that was a dream visitation. Uh, they also gave me a little bit of a premonition, and I, I talk about it briefly uh, in that video about um, about my father in that dream taking things out to his truck, and uh, that was basically them giving me a little preview of what was to come. So that wherever they go to that kind of quote-unquote homeworld, they hadn't gone on to the other side yet. I, th I think there's kind of multiple layers here um, to basically be reborn. Of course, a lot of times the question is, okay, how long do we wait? I'm not sure. Of course, we always speculate that time works differently on the other side than it does now. Um, I also had a second dream visitation that I wanted to... Um, talk about here and thank you quarantine ghost for putting the uh, link down in the chat for uh, for that dream visitation video because this is another interesting one um, it's not a, it, it's interesting in multiple levels um, because it wasn't my dream visitation but I've always felt that it really happened and it's a dream visitation that happened before I was born but I feel like it was actually real and this visitation was actually in my mother's dream. Um, her mother, my grandmother, had passed away when my mother was about 12 years old uh, from cancer. And she had a dream visitation from her mother. Her mother was in a wheelchair, kind of like she was looking uh, before she passed away. And her in this wheelchair was holding me as a baby. And... She was talking about how she was, this is my, my grandmother, talking about how she was extremely happy to meet her grandson. Now, I wasn't born yet. Um, and yet, there I was in this dream 
with my grandmother who had passed away. I'm not born. She's passed. My mother's having this visitation. Um, so that's a visitation on either side of it, from either side of um, of death, really. So was my grandmother visiting from that home world? And then was I visiting kind of on the other side, uh, you know, en route from the home world? It's kind of interesting to think about. Um, you know, we we think a lot about, especially as, you know, paranormal investigators of, you know, whether, you know, somebody's a, a, a ghost here, you know, why haven't they crossed over? We talk about that. Uh, we talk about crossing over to the other side and we don't know what's on the other side, but we don't usually think about that process of coming back into the world outside of, we do talk about like little children having, uh, some abilities are able to see spirit a little bit better because they are, um, you know, newly into this world, fresh from that kind of quote unquote home world. And so they're still kind of connected to that realm and are able to see a lot of these things uh, a lot easier. But we don't really talk about that process of coming from the home world back into here. So we speculate about how things work. We, we don't know for certain how it works. We're, we're basing a lot of what we have off of visions people have had, near-death experiences, past-life regressions, things like that. And they're all fascinating. And they all differ <laughs> from one degree to another. Um, so, I mean, I truly feel like that happened, not just from the way my mother described it, but when she did describe it, um, you know, the first time that I heard the story, to me, to my core, I truly felt like I was there, that it was a memory that she was describing when she described this dream visitation. Um, so it's just, it, it's fascinating to me, and it's something I do want to explore more, that whole process. Now, there's a question here from um, Betty Lange. Do you dream in color when they visited? Uh, I always I always dream in color. Um, I, I can't recall one black and white dream that I've had, and I always find that... Um, I always find that kind of a uh, interesting comment. It's something we used to tell each other as kids um, that, you know, you dream in black and white and silly stuff like if you dream in color, then, you know, you're dead or whatever, you know, is ridiculous stuff. Uh, most people dream in, in color. Um, I, I guess some people do have some black and white dreams, um, but dreaming in color is not abnormal. Um, and I know people have put together like whole books on what the different colors mean, different symbolism and what have you within dreams. And and some of that certainly may be true. Uh, I, I think as humans, we like to associate color to different emotions. I talk about that actually a little bit in my book, A Walk in the Shadows, when it comes to the color of, of eyes of shadow people, how when people see a you know, different colored eye of a shadow person that they try to relate it to some sort of, you know, emotion that we normally do as humans. And it may or may not uh, be true. It's, I think it's we as humans trying to categorize different things and that's that's what we've come up with. 
So in a dream world, because we do associate color with different things, that may be that may be more prevalent. So, um, all right. So, great, great question. And if you do have more questions, by all means, go ahead and toss them down in the chat. So, when it comes to past lives and reincarnation, of course, cultures from all over the world have many different theories and ideas and their own belief system as to what happens. And it's difficult sometimes to talk about this subject because of you know that kind of religious dogma that's been ingrained in so many people and so many different walks of life. And I'm not going to say one is right or one is wrong. Um, of course, there are many people that believe there is no reincarnation. I happen to believe that there is, obviously, which in some ways flies in the face of my religious upbringing. But given not just that, um, not just that dream from dream visitation from my mother, but also my experience with witnessing a past death. And again, it was in a dream environment. And so I think we, we do tap into our past selves uh, many times through dreams or certainly through meditation you know we can we can do that we were able to tap into a lot of things through meditation um, but where I was in a jungle setting there's a war going on around me I was born in 1974 so if this happened just prior you could certainly relate it to Vietnam and one of the enemy popped up right in front of my face shot me point blank in the forehead, right, but basically right between the eyes. And at that moment, I saw all these swirling colors, swirling colors, swirling colors, and then I snapped out of the swirling colors. You asked earlier about colors. Oh, yeah, yeah, I definitely see colors. Um, ton of swirling colors. I, I was having this dream as a kid. And when I snapped to, the battle was over. It was all gone. I was alone in the jungle. It was almost like, almost like my spirit self, I guess, so to speak. But I was alone in the jungle at that point. Um, and that's essentially when I woke up out of the dream. I remember relating this one time to uh, a friend of mine. I was 18 years old. I was home on leave from um, tech school from the Air Force. And we're just sitting down in a Burger King just talking. Um, and I told her the story. And there was a guy that was sitting at the table next to us. And when he finished his food, he came over. He's like, I, I couldn't help but overhear your story. And I don't normally do this, but I want to talk to you about that dream that you had. And he gave me his number. Kind of spooked me. I never followed up on it. Um, but it was a significant enough story that, uh, you know, he wanted to, to talk to me about it. And, you know, I had always known, uh, I guess in my heart of hearts, that it was a dream of a past life. So... Even with my upbringing uh, and the way I was taught through my religious background, that no, there's not, there's not a reincarnation. You, you know, it's basically heaven or hell. You're going one place or the other. Um, I didn't, I didn't necessarily believe in that. I, I believe that we came back. 
Um, there were many times that I made like huge life mistakes or what, whatever. And somewhere in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, I'll get that one right next time. Like next time as in like next life. So it's kind of always been there. Um, so we have some other questions coming in. Thank you, Quarantine Ghost. Uh, Joan of Arc, what about dreams where a loved one visits but does not speak? I saw my grandmother looking almost ethereal, appearing younger, vibrant. Um, yeah, they don't necessarily have to speak. I mean, it was with my grandparents. You know, they were trying to calm me down, reassure me, um, you know, just make sure that I wasn't stressed out about the situation going on. Uh, I've had a number of people tell me about, you know, dream visitations where somebody is just there kind of saying hi, smiling and waving, uh, your grandmother looking ethereal. Yeah, they may just be coming in to kind of look in on you and just, you know, and visit and not necessarily have a message to give other than, hello, I'm here, I still love you, um, you know, that sort of thing. So good question though. Uh, Christopher Stanton, uh, you think dreams are different when there is a lot of stress or a traumatic event? Um, yeah, I mean, you can have just uh, straight up regular dreams that are influenced by stressors going on in your life. Like there may be um, you know, some sort of resolution or you need to resolve an issue with somebody and you keep having a recurring dream, recurring dream, recurring dream um, about that particular person. Um, I've had that happen a, a few different times in my life. Um, I was having like last year, I was having uh, recurring dreams about my son Chase, and um, you know there were there were some issues there. And he was an adult on his own, and I'm not going to get into details, but there were some issues there, and it was weighing heavily on me. Um, last July, um, as I was traveling around, he's living in Maryland these days. Uh, and, you know, I got to, you know, sit down and have breakfast with him as I was coming through and, you know, we had nice conversation and, and stuff like that. Um, and those dreams, those recurring dreams that I was having just, you know, subsided. So, um, yeah. So if there's stress or trauma going on in your life, they can, they can come about in your dreams, and you know, it might be giving you some sort of clue as to, hey, you need to talk to somebody here and resolve this or whatever the situation may be. I mean, it's going to be different for everyone. So uh, Victoria, Victoria Monday, our new um, or official now co-host for Edge of the Rabbit Hole, says, I've heard that people who die in a tragedy in mass often come back together. Example, Civil War soldiers who died come back and are drawn to Civil War reenactors. Um yeah, stuff like that is interesting. So I certainly believe that we keep a lot of our uh, similar interests as we kind of recycle through life. So, um, you know, Civil War, I mean, it's not necessarily an, an interest, but that they were involved in, you know, such a battle or such a war, you know, through all those different battles and they're doing these reenactment of battles, you know, that may be some past life trauma that they need to resolve. And so they put themselves in these situations to kind of, you know, work through that because they, you know, you know, bloody horrible death like that, um, that, that leaves, you know, that leaves a uh, emotional scar. 
And we hear about some of these things coming back from one life into another, even to the point of where some of the wounds may be coming through, such as like a birthmark. A lot of people believe that some birthmarks that we have or, you know, when we're born with these, um, you know, almost it almost looks like a scar or we have some sort of issue with, you know, whether it's a uh, leg or an arm or something like that. And people are able to relate it to some past trauma from a past life. Um, like maybe they were, you know, shot in the shoulder and they have problems with that shoulder or there's a large birthmark uh, on that shoulder. And um, it's it's through past life regression, of course, that they're able to figure these things out. And when they go through that hypnosis, you know, all of a sudden they find that, boom, they're in a battle and you know, they're seeing their arm get shot and it's like, okay, that makes sense now as to why there were so many uh, problems with that arm or shoulder, whatever it is. Uh, it's really fascinating when you start, uh, you know, researching and hearing and reading about these different stories of people who, um, you're, they're dealing with all these different, you know, various physical ailments and it actually has nothing to do with their current physical body. It has to do with something that happened in a past life that has followed them here to this life and it's something that they're still dealing with and working through. Uh, very, very fascinating stuff. Um, so more questions coming in. appreciate that. Oklahoma Maiden, do animals visit regularly in dreams? Um, so animal spirits uh, do come back and visit We've had Rob Guttrow on the Edge of the Rabbit Hole show many times. You can also take a look at his books, uh, Pets in the Afterlife, uh, books one and books two. Book one and book two. <laughs> uh, fascinating stuff. So, yeah, uh, they can come back in your dreams. They can visit you um, as a spirit, you know, like in the room. Um, he's talked about how uh, the spirit of the previous animal will come and actually like, almost coach the new one <laughs> you know if you get a there's a lot of people after they uh, lose a dog or a cat or what have you uh, soon after they go and they get a new one um, and then the spirit of the uh, the previous pet sometimes and it sounds like a lot of times from talking to Rob will actually come and almost kind of coach the uh, the new pet a little bit and kind of let them know, hey, this is this is what's going on with this human. You know, there's some different things you need to know here. Um, and he talks about how there are different things that the the new pet will do that are similar to what the old pet did, and there are even sometimes that the new pet could possibly be a reincarnation of the old one. That's that does happen too. So it's fascinating stuff. So um, so EEQQ, what does it mean when you have the same dream a couple times? Now that's kind of what I was talking about before with you know the example with my son Chase. And it's happened in, in other cases in my life and other people's lives too where there's some sort of unresolved issue that's going on. So you keep you know, having the same dream over and over, or very similar dreams over and over again, uh, that is your subconscious letting you know that you have some unresolved issue here that you need to to get through. Um, so, you know, kind of dig into, okay, what is this dream symbolizing? What's it about? Maybe there's a person in that dream that's always showing up that uh, you have that unresolved issue with that you need to work through. I mean, when 
again, not trying to pick on my son. Uh, he's a he's a great guy, but you know, we were having we had some unresolved issues going on, and the dream was different. It was like the dream was always different, but he was always in it. And sometimes some of my other kids would be in it too, but he was like the the focal uh, of that. And um, and yeah, you know, once once we met up and we kind of hung out for a little bit and all that, it, it cleared up those dreams. So, um, good question though. So Betty Lange, Mike, is a drug-induced dream like after an operation where a family member visits to get you through a true dream visit? Um, I that's a that's a good question. I don't. I mean, I, I think if a family member is visiting, a family member is visiting, whether the dream, wh- whether the sleep is drug induced or not, if if they're visiting, they're visiting. So, um, you know, if if you're going through a surgery or something like that, and a loved one is visiting you, they may be visiting you to kind of, you know, kind of cheer you on, let you know, hey, everything's going to be all right. You know, you, you'll get through this, um, that sort of thing. So I don't. I don't think the um, whether it was drug induced or not matters. If they're visiting, they're visiting. So, so Robert Hanna, hey Mike, just because someone doesn't have any past life dreams or memories uh, that this is their first life on Earth, okay, I get what you're asking. So, uh, if if you're not having any dreams of a past life, does that mean this is your first time on Earth? Uh, no, not necessarily. Uh, there are you know plenty, plenty of people that. Um, don't have a dream of a past life, but they've been here many times before. They're just for, I guess, for whatever reason, they're not connecting with that past life in that way. Um, I don't know really what spurns on a somebody having a dream of a past life. Um, you know, I couldn't even say that it is a regular or normal thing. I, I think it happens kind of sporadically for someone that somebody may have a dream of a past life and not even realize that they're having a dream of a past life they may wake up from and be like okay that was weird so they never say anything about it um so it's i don't want to say it's uncommon or common either one i couldn't really give you like a straight uh statistic on it but i know that uh you know people who have had unusual dreams like that and then they go and get a past life regression uh, that's a lot of times where they figure out, oh, that was actually a dream of a past life because what's going on in the past life regression was something that they experienced in a dream. Um, for me, I I haven't had a past life regression like that. Um, you know, for me, it was just adamantly I knew. And sometimes that's all it is, is it happens in a dream or whatever the situation may be. I know we've kind of talked a lot about dreams here. Um, but sometimes you just need to trust your instincts. And I talk about that in that dream visitation video that, you know, sometimes when something happens to you and you're like, this feels like this was this thing. Like for me, having that dream of a past life, for me, it was like, that was a past life. I just knew it instinctually, knew it was a past life. But a lot of times we doubt ourselves or, because of the way like mainstream culture plays in kind of creeps in or maybe with something with our upbringing where people told us no no that stuff doesn't happen then we start doubting ourselves and we're like well 
Yeah, it seems like it was a past life, but you know, maybe it wasn't. Um, and they start doubting and doubting, and then all of a sudden they tell themselves, no, it wasn't, when it actually it was. Um, so just trust your instincts. If something's telling you this is it, well, that's probably it. So, um, Christopher Stanton, I had a lot of interesting dreams while... I was in the hospital in 2018 and always wondered what they meant. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, they could have been, I, I'm not sure what was going on in your dreams, but I, they could have been messages that were delivered to you. Um, you know, if it was a, a past loved one, maybe they were trying to deliver you some sort of message or trying to console you uh, and let you know that everything was going to be okay. You know, um, you know, I... I think of a lot of dreams. <laughs> I do think a lot of dreams. If you haven't picked up on that by now, through all the times that I've, I've talked about it uh, on this show or in the old Inside the Upside Down shows, um, you know, I've seen past life through dreams. I've had dream visitation with loved ones. I've had premonitions through dreams. Um, I've we were just talking about unresolved issues that have come out through dreams, and that is. I think our subconscious is probably one of the more one of the most common things that happens to people in dreams is that subconscious uh, letting you know that you have some unresolved issues and that does play out in your dreams. That's probably one of the more common things. So, uh, Alina, I used to have uh, dreams about war, but I think it's because my biological dad was in the military and I knew stuff. Yeah, and you would have that connection with him. So, I guess the an interesting thing, and we've talked about genetic memory before on this show too. So, um, about uh, memories from your ancestors. <clears throat> this can happen in a couple different ways. So, you may be having memories from a past life, and we've kind of talked a little bit about that here, <clears throat> where like physical trauma could follow you in from a past life. Um, memories could follow you in from a past life as well. And so we talked a little bit about that in dreams, uh, but they could also just kind of subconsciously be with you. And sometimes when you walk into a location, you're like, I've been here before. And it's kind of like a deja vu moment. And it's not because you have, you yourself have been there before. It's because a past life version of you has been there before. The other thing that can happen with, um, uh, genetic DNA memories is, and I, I'm not sure when your your biological father would have uh, been in the war, but if that would have happened before you were born, then that then those memories would have been imprinted into his his DNA. His his uh, emotions would have been imprinted into his DNA from that trauma, and so that could be passed on to you through the DNA when you're, when you're conceived. Uh, we pick up different genetic markers from many of our ancestors. So there are things that you could be picking up on from you know, a couple generations beforehand. That's why when um, you hear about you know, different people within the family, well, you know, they have a disposition of, you know, Aunt Sally from three generations ago, or you know, maybe it's psychic abilities, and you hear about like maybe sometimes it skips generation, or it's always in women through a family line, or whatever. These are these different genetic markers that are being passed down, and so if 
he would have experienced that before you were conceived. You may actually be picking some of that stuff up from him through your DNA. And also, like I was saying, it could even be from you know, a past life where you would have experienced that from a past life and that memory is coming down with you. Um, that's where getting into, you know, like hypnosis or, um, you know, past life regression and things like that can be helpful if you're really trying to figure that out and dig down, okay, where are these different feelings and emotions and memories coming from? Uh, that could uh, that could help bring some of that stuff out. It's pretty interesting stuff. So, um, Oklahoma Maiden, is it safe to be hypnotized to find out about past lives? I really want to try, but I'm a little afraid. Um, yeah, it's, it's safe. Um, I mean, it, it, I'll say this, anytime that you allow yourself to be put under hypnosis, of course, you are, there is a little bit of risk involved. You are, basically, you have, you need to trust the person you're getting the hypnosis from. Um, so, I would certainly find either somebody you know that does it well or somebody that's reputable or what have you um, to allow it to be done because you do need to trust the person. At least that's my opinion on that. Um, But yeah, uh, there are all kinds of people out there that do past life regressions. I've talked many times before here on this show about Dolores Cannon and her past life regressions. I encourage you to pick up uh, any of her books they are really, really fascinating. Uh, so the uh, the past lives that she talks about from her, because she did, she did this for, for years. You know, she was a, a clinical psychologist. So, or somebody correct me, was, was she a psychologist or a psychiatrist? Clinical counselor of whatever sort she was. And, you know, she started doing the hypnosis. Um, and when she started doing the hypnosis, she was noticing that a lot of times people were talking about, not about their current life, but a previous life that they had had. And so that's how she started getting into the past life regressions where she'd put people uh, under hypnosis and would bring out their past lives. And it became more and more fascinating because not only did people talk about their, you know, a past human life, but they talked about past alien lives, so lives that they had on other planets, uh, in other places in the galaxy or in the universe. Uh, there are also times that their memory that they were talking about, not only was it not on Earth or not on another planet, but it was that kind of quote-unquote home world that I've talked about, you know, that transition area where we go and we stay for a while. Um, I just, I call it home world for lack of a better term. Uh, so it's really fascinating uh, the, the different stories and um, experiences that she's related from those past life regressions. So I definitely uh, encourage you to to check out her work. So uh, and quarantine goes to put down there for those of you who missed it. He's talking about Dolores Cannon. Yep, absolutely. So um, Kathy Salento, could the way you passed in a previous life affect you in this life? Example: If you are afraid of heights. Well, maybe you fell off a cliff or something that, that affect. Yeah, um, stuff like that definitely plays into into this life, uh, and that's a great example. If you fell off a cliff, you know, to, are you going to be afraid of heights in this life? Uh, that could certainly be a reason why you're afraid of heights in this life. Uh, whether it was you fell off a cliff or, you know, it could even be an airplane or, or what have you. Um, that could be a reason why you're deathly afraid of of you know flying. Maybe you. Uh, 
had died in a plane crash or something like that before. So yeah, those those past traumas can affect you in this life. Things like that do seem to follow. And it might not be every single little thing, but it does seem like some of the bigger traumatic incidents do follow us around for a while, whether it's a war or you know something to that effect. So it's a very good question. Um, all right, yeah, you guys have had some amazing questions here. So if you guys have any more, by all means, go ahead and drop them in there. So uh, Carrie Parrish, Mike, what about people who are in, very important in our lives, but when they depart this dimension, we don't encounter them again? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I think that um, either, I have, a, I have a kind of a hard time with this because I think that there's hanging out in kind of that quote unquote homeworld. So they've crossed over to the what we call the other side. The part I have a hard time with is if they have already reincarnated back. Um, I like to believe that when we pass, we'll have a big family reunion up there, wherever that is, and we'll hang out for a while and visit, and then we'll all decide, okay, it's time to return to Earth now, of course, there's all the ideas of, you know, we're coming back to Earth continuously to learn and to learn and to learn and to learn. And that very very well may be true. So maybe not all of us come back down here anyway. Maybe there's some that stay wherever it is and take on other duties and do other things, maybe become spirit guides or, or what have you. Uh, but for those of us that come back, I think that there is, at least I like to think that there's a time that we decide to do that and then we come back. Um, you know, it could very well be that people pass on they go to the other side and they're just up there waiting so i'm it's uh, it's hard to say definitively one way or the other um i like to use the example of my grandparents uh because we all knew my grandfather was was down here visiting and awaiting my grandmother and when they went off together did not hear hide nor hair from them uh, at all until that dream visitation. So, you know, for a couple years there, it was, it was at least two or three years, it was like, okay, they're they're gone. You know, <laughs> that's it, done. Um, it was, to me, it was like, they've gone to the other side and, you know, maybe I'll see them when, when I go um, or, you know, I, I hope they don't reincarnate and come back yet until I see them. Um, that's always, it's always the thing I hold on to is we're going to have the big family reunion up there. So when they came back in the dream visitation, it was not only comforting because they were trying to reassure me of the situation, but it also reassured me that, hey, even though they had crossed over, that they still had a way to come back on occasion. Um, now, it definitely seems like a lot, lot, lot less often than anybody who's just hanging around here on Earth still lingering. Because uh, somebody who's still lingering here on Earth can can pretty much pop in and out, I, I guess, whenever they want. Um, of course, there's also the idea that time works differently um, on that plane of existence than, uh, than we currently experience here. And this is also kind of the interesting thing because I talk a lot about the way time works. I mean, time is a human construct. 
It does not, I, I can't even say it doesn't work the way we think it does because we're just kind of using this idea of time to describe the way we experience our existence. Um, so time working differently on another realm. Well, there's also ideas that time straight up doesn't exist, that everything is happening concurrently at the same moment. We are just, we can't see it all right now. So whatever happened here on this spot 10 years ago is happening right now, just like I'm happening right now, just like whatever happens 10 years from now is happening right now on the spot and likewise for eternity. Um, so if that is true, um, does whatever is going on in that kind of quote unquote home world, is that also currently, is that concurrently happening right now too? It's a bit to wrap the head around. So the idea that time is being experienced differently by them up there may have like a whole nother realm of connotation along with that. But, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a good question, Carrie. I understand where you're coming from with that. Um, but I believe there are ways that we can encounter them again. If they get reincarnated before then, maybe we would only be able to experience them if we realize that, hey, this person over here is that loved one reincarnated. But I, again, I'd like to hold on to the idea that that doesn't happen until we're all reunited up there. And the way I've kind of noticed it in my research and just in my personal dealings with family over the years, there are those generation gaps, quote unquote generation gaps. And it seems like there's a set of three generations that stay connected to each other. And then like the whole generation cycle starts again. So up there, um, it seems to me that that cycle would stay in threes and threes and threes. So, at least in my thinking, when the third generation goes up, we'll reunite, and then that first generation will come back down. And we'll just kind of cycle through like that. It's just an idea. I don't think I've thrown that idea out here before to you guys. But that's an idea. Um, all right, more questions coming in. Great. Um, EEQQ. I'm so scared of a big lake of water. Can that mean I, I died drowned? That could be. Yeah, if um, you know fear of water, that could be. You know, you drowned. Um, you know, maybe you were on a, a boat that sank. Uh, you know, there's. It could very well be. It's kind of like what we were talking about before with, um, you know, with, I gave the example of a plane crash. Uh, or being uh, afraid of heights was another idea. So it's that's that same sort of thing. Yep. Uh, Oklahoma made a birthmark, which marks the wound that you died from in previous life. Yeah, that's kind of what I was talking about before. Um, if when I was giving the example of being shot in the shoulder and then you have uh, a birthmark there or maybe you have problems with that shoulder or maybe it's a leg or an arm or whatever it is, um, you know, people... People will say that it's your your death wound from the previous life. We don't know for sure. There's no way to know for sure. Um, or it could it could be that 
it was a uh, injury from a previous life. So, you know, not necessarily a death wound, but at least a wound that was devastating enough that you were severely injured in that previous life that it carried over into this life. So, um, Tom McNicholas. Hey, great to see you, Tom. Have you had a dream involving a location you never visited? Have you visited it to compare the images in the dream? Uh, yes, I have. So I'll start with a, uh, I'll start on that by saying that I talked uh, briefly earlier about having that deja vu moment that you end up at a location and you're like, I've been here before. I know this place. And that could be from a past life. It could also be from a dream that you've had. Um, I think a lot of times, like we have this draw to a certain country or a certain location. And that's because, you know, in a past life, you had lived there. That was home to you. And so in this life, you have a draw to that particular location because before that was home and there's a part of you that wants to, wants to get back to that home. I think, you know, as we go through this life or these lives more and more and more, we end up being drawn to a lot of different places. And we're like, oh, I want to go to this place and I'll go to that place. And I'm drawn to this place too. And that's because we've been around so many times, all these different locations have been a home to us at some point in time. Um, but for, for you, um, having a dream of a location and then going there. I've had that. Um, I've had premonition dreams and, uh, you know, there's one, what was the name of that town? Wagoner. It was a historic house in Wagoner, uh, Oklahoma. And I had had a dream about it several months beforehand. I had no idea that the house existed. Because within the dream, we were on a paranormal investigation. And it, had, it was the stairs that really tipped me off. Um, the way the stairs wrapped around the front foyer. And then there was a hallway that went uh, down the second floor. And then there was a set of stairs, a second set of stairs that went down the back of the house into the kitchen. And when I finally visited this place, you know, like, again, I didn't know in the dream that it was in any real place. It was just... In the dream, we were investigating this place and, you know, walking up and down the stairs. Um, I remember looking over the railing and seeing spirits. Uh, that was a dream thing. But letting me know that there were spirits there and it was a haunted location. And then when I went down the back of the stairs, uh, you know, one of our uh, investigators on the team, Chris, was in the kitchen. I started chatting with him. So we get to the house and I'm, you know, walking through and I'm like, oh my gosh, this place is familiar. This place is familiar walk up those, you know, front stairs in the, uh, from the foyer, foyer, and looking over the railing, I'm like, this is really freaking familiar. You know, walk down the hall, like, oh my God, there's stairs down the back here. I walk down the stairs and there's Chris standing in the kitchen. I'm like, okay, <laughs> this was straight out of that dream. And it had been like months beforehand, maybe even a year beforehand that, uh, that I had had that dream. And then, boom, there I was. I have no idea why I had a premonition of this place like that. Because, I mean, it was a great historic house. Um, we had some mild activity that night, nothing special. So, 
it wasn't a significant investigation. It, it wasn't like the investigation to end all investigations. It's not like we got, you know, crazy activity there or whatever. It, it was just kind of a regular investigation at a cool uh, historic house. But it happened. It was really kind of interesting. So, um, Tammy Heitzman. So, I, I guess I'm missing the context. So, that technically means it's still the 80s. Oh, okay, gotcha. When I was talking about time. Uh, yeah, yeah, the 80s are still happening. <laughs> we just can't see it happening around us. If if you believe that all time is concurrent. Um, if you get into stuff on Einstein space-time continuum. I've talked about the quote-unquote stack time theory, which is very close to a space-time continuum. I just didn't realize it until I started studying more about Einstein later on. It's like, oh, yeah, that was my idea. But, you know, Einstein had it <laughs> 100 years ago. Um, so it wasn't anything new that I, I came up with. But, yeah, uh, space-time continuum, there you go. So, Joy H., what about the idea of there being several parts of souls, like maybe part of us reincarnates and part waits or something like that? Yeah, there are those types of theories. It's kind of interesting. So, um, there are definitely ideas that um, when, when you reincarnate, it doesn't have to be your whole soul that reincarnates. And this comes into the uh, idea of there being you know parallel universes parallel worlds um and your soul can split if you think of like harry potter the horcrux all that sort of stuff and your souls being able to be split that it can go down into a number of different parallel worlds and be learning and experiencing things at the same time um and some of the associated stories are that um, when somebody passes and they meet up with their loved ones that a couple of their loved ones aren't like fully there like they're not as their energy isn't as strong and the reason why their energy isn't as strong is because parts of their soul are down into these other parallel universes and so they don't have as much energy in the quote unquote home world area and their soul at that time is learning whatever in these different worlds um i have a hard time with that one i mean i have a hard time with there being people talk about like the multiverse and the idea of the multiverse is you know anytime that there's a decision made then it spawns off a whole other parallel universe <clears throat> Well, if that were true, we make thousands of decisions every single day. So an individual person in their life would spawn off billions, maybe even trillions or even more of different parallel universes. One person. Think about all the people in the world and that have lived in the world. That would be like an infinite number of parallel universes. I have a problem with that. Um, I'm not saying that I don't believe in parallel universes at all because there have been actual scientific tests that um, have shown that there very well could be at least a parallel universe running in reverse from ours. And that's really interesting. Um, and I could get I could get on board with that. 
but for there being many, 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 many like that, I have a hard time with. So then you're taking it to another level of talking about your soul splitting. Again, keep in mind that all these different things that we're talking about are just from their people's visions or a near-death experience or a past life regression. So it's really, really hard to nail down how it really works, what's really true, and what isn't. Because it seems like even with, you know, I've talked, I guess, in a lot of ways on this episode, I've talked definitively about a few things. But a number of these different ideas that are out there like this conflict with each other. And so it makes it real hard to know for sure the way things really work. And the only way we're really going to know is when we get there ourselves. And I'm far from ready to do that yet. So um, I have many, many years yet to go till I know for sure how it works. In the meantime, we get to sit and speculate and try to figure it out. And, you know, we listen to different people's experiences and try to find, I guess what we try to do is find the stories that, you know, if we have enough stories that are in common with each other, it's like, well, that one's more likely to be the case because, you know, we have, you know, a million people over here saying that they've had that experience where there's only like, you know, a hundred people over there that are saying that they had that one. So, you know, you, you kind of go with the people that have had the more experience with that particular situation than the others. And that's kind of the way we're working with this information right now. So, but there are, you know, we talk about almost on a definitive basis, like, okay, I know that one was a, that, that one dream was definitely a past life. Um, or we talk about, you know, especially on, you know, a channel like this, we, we know there are spirit guides. I mean, we don't even, <laughs> we don't even like question that on this channel. Like we just, there are spirit guides, you know, we said there's an astral plane, you know, we, we talk about that sort of stuff in very definitive terms. So I think there's a part of us that also, um, just, you have to have a belief. There's, there's a part of it where you just trust some of these things to, be and there's a faith in that um, because the actual like physical proof is you know really really difficult so um, the Victoria Monday isn't that the twin flame concept your soul splits into different flames when the flames connect finally you become the brightest the best brightest you can be um, well It would almost, if you did that, it would almost make it like your your goal or purpose in this life is to find that other half. Okay, and then when you find that other half, then what's your, you have any goal after that? Um, I think, and not necessarily that, I, I, I think, I do think you have a soul family um, that, the, the whole twin flame thing is supposed to be, I mean, not necessarily the soul splitting, but like two souls that are like intertwined with each other for, you know, all eternity. Um, and you always come back to each other and find each other again, that sort of thing. 
I do believe that we have a soul family where we do, you know, go up and to that home world. We have family reunion. We end up coming back down. And um, over the course of time, we do end up finding each other again. And something I do find interesting with the whole idea of a soul family is I think that sometimes um, some people elect or try, um, well, I'm going to see what it's like to hang out with these people, you know, next time around. And so you kind of end up with that, you know, like that one person that, you know, that's in your family or whatever, that's like really just far different or way out there. And it's like, how did this person get with us? <laughs> you know, um, it's really kind of interesting because it's like, if, if, because if, you think about it, it's like, if, you know, we have a say so when we come back down to, you know, to, to come back and be reunited, you know, why would you always, you know, come back into, you know, this type of situation. So it's, it's kind of weird. Um, we start thinking along those lines, but, um, but I, I do believe in like a, a, a group of, um, like a family group of, of souls that come back and reunite with each other. Um, Tammy Heisman, please explain a parallel universe running in reverse. I wish I could. <laughs> um, I wish I could explain that because there is, this is very new, actually. It's the um, Anita Project down in Antarctica that, that picked up on this, um, that, um, photons that were supposed to be running in one direction actually ran in the opposite and so it gave them some sort of proof that a there could be a parallel universe existing but if it did it would have to be running in reverse so in this particular case and this is something i'm still working through because it does play into uh ideas with the connected universe which is something i talk about a lot on here um if you think there are uh, concepts of the oscillatory universe. So in other words, that the universe is a big cycle, a big cycle, a big cycle. So we've all heard about the Big Bang. The opposite of that is the Big Crunch. So basically, the, you know, the explosion has a Big Bang. And then when everything is exhausted at the end of the universe, we're talking trillions upon trillions upon trillions of years, everything condenses back down into the big crunch, which ends up making the big bang again. So it's this constant back and forth, boom and crunch, bang and crunch, bang and crunch, over and over and over again. So if a, if a uh, universe is running in reverse, when that bang happens, you would have essentially two timelines, one running forward, one running backward at that bang that come back around and when they meet up again, that's when the big crunch happens. I know, it's out there a bit. And I'm still, I mean, part of that is from the science down in Antarctica. Part of it is from concepts that already exist with the oscillatory universe. And other parts of it are things that I'm working on for my connected universe stuff. So it's interesting. Um, Betty Lange, do you believe that a person could be reincarnated into a fish or animal or vice versa? 
Um, I talked a little bit about that here on a recent episode. Was that last week or the week before? It was the Connected Universe episode. Um, I'm a little, eh, I'm a little iffy on that. The the one thing that I said was I don't believe people could be reincarnated into a rock. Um, I did get, and whatever particular video that was, I did get some feedback from somebody that was like, well, Dolores Cannon, who I've talked about previously, did believe you could be reincarnated into a rock. And the reason why I have a hard time on that is because, you know, your conscious remaining in a rock would basically be, you'd be condemned to an eternity as some form of a rock. Because you think about the existence of a rock, you know, it gets progressively however big you start you progressively get smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller until you you know basically become a grain of sand and then what you live out the rest of your existence for eternity as a grain of sand until the universe blows blows up i have a hard time with that one but as an animal a fish a dog a cat um you know those are conscious uh beings conscious entities uh that is you know obviously apparent could you be reincarnated as one of those i mean when i was a kid i thought i had had spent a past life as an alligator because i had so many dreams of alligators back to the dream stuff um no idea if that's true or not um so possibly could we be reincarnated as an animal well if we're reincarnated as an alien somewhere maybe as an animal here um I guess there's a part of me that likes to think that animal consciousnesses are separate from human consciousnesses, or maybe there's a degree, people have also speculated this, that there's a degree, a scale, really, that, you know, you, you might spend some time as an animal progressing up, progressing up, progressing up, until you get to become a human conscious and then go into, uh, into being a human being. We don't know for sure. So these are all theories and concepts. You know, there are even ideas that, um, you know, if you, you know, are a terrible person in this life, then you're, you know, reincarnated as a cockroach and you start from the bottom and go back up again. You know, we don't know. So well, we are past our hour mark here, just a little bit. So I really do appreciate you guys hanging out for past lives and reincarnation here on Beyond the Shadows. You guys had a lot of great questions. So really do appreciate that.